0: Hi, I'm Rachel, I'm a writer and I live in New York. This is my best friend Stephanie. I'm also a writer and I live in Dublin. Although there is a physical separation of 3000 miles that has not stopped us remaining best friends.
1: I think it's slightly more than 3000 miles, but we'll let that slide. We speak, on average, twice a day.
0: Probably text every day and we speak most
1: days, I would say. You probably want less, but I always want more. (laughs) We are best friends and we want to explore the concept of friendship and relationships. So in this series, we're going to look at different types of relationships. Ones that we were maybe born into. Some that we were thrust into. Or forced into. Some that we were forced out of. And some that we chose. They're all situationships. Welcome to the show.
0: So today we want to talk about
1: sisters. We feel like sisters. We are sisters. Except we have nothing official, like on paper, no legality. But we do have this connection which you could equate to sisterhood, right?
0: You absolutely. We also have bracelets that say sisters. We have a lot
1: of matching wardrobe items. Yes, because I'm always trying to put on like the outward facade of like, this is my sister because we don't have that actual genetic (laughs) connection.
0: Do you think if we had like matching birth certs or we had uh, shared DNA that that would make us closer? Or do you think it's to do with environment that you have to grow up together?
1: I don't know that it would make us closer, but I know that it would make us more bound to each other.
0: But you always talk about bound as if it's something that you can't escape. And I do think that there are a lot of sisters that are estranged You know, genetic closeness does not always mean that you'll automatically be friends. In some ways, a chosen sister is just as close because we are choosing to be family for each other. You know, we're each other's chosen family.
1: Yeah, it's a choice, but it's also a choice you can reverse. You can go back on, which you can't go back if they're your actual sister. So today we're going to look at some different types of sisterhood. Actual genetic sisterhood, chosen sisterhood childhood sisters and religious sisters. Welcome to the show. You actually have actual biological sisters, don't you?
0: I do have sisters. I have three younger sisters. And there's 10 years between me and Katrina, then 11 years between me and Megan. And then there's 16 years between me and Sam. So that's like basically a different generation. And growing up, you know, I was an only kid for a while. And uh, and then all of a sudden, bam, I'm not anymore. I've been kicked off the throne. I now have to share. And it was not always a pretty experience.
1: Were you jealous? Was
0: I what? I was not impressed. I was kind of like, I am all the child you should ever need. You Did, shouldn't need any more than me. <laughs>
1: Did you ever try to kill the baby?
0: Uh, No, I did not try and kill the baby. We are going to now talk
1: to Katrina. The baby. The baby. Hello, Katrina. She's not the baby.
0: She's just the youngest after me. So there's 10 years between me and Katrina. Katrina, you are now 20 years old. I am indeed.
2: It's great.
0: And uh, I don't know if you know this. This is an interesting way to start off this chat. But when you were born, I didn't go see you. And I wouldn't go see you. I had to be cajoled. You were three days old before I would go into the hospital because I was so disgusted that I wasn't the only one anymore. I actually
2: did know that because you told me on my 17th birthday, I think.
0: (laughs) Rachel! And I didn't know
2: because I always thought that she was thrilled to have me because I'm such a delight. (laughs) And she just, she did not feel the same.
0: So because of the age gap, and I did babysit you all the time, was I more like a parent or was I more like a sister?
2: No, more like a sister. I think since you moved out, when I was still quite young, um, we didn't have the chance to have a more of a parental relationship.
0: That's funny because feeling. I almost feel the opposite, that you and Megan were... I was quite protective of you when, when you were little and then when there was three of you, that, you know... I also resented you sometimes because I had to babysit on, on weekends and school nights and stuff. Yeah. So then when I moved out, I finally felt, OK, now I'm not responsible for you. Now I am able to, to have you just as a sister.
2: Yeah. See, most of the memories that I have of you are from when I was older, when you would moved out. So I don't have any sort of.
0: Feelings of being your child, I suppose. <laughs> that's probably for the best. Because yeah. you were seven when I moved out. Yeah, that's quite young. You that's know. quite young. And what do you remember from after that?
2: Um, I remember going to visit you in Cork. Um oh, yeah, I forgot that. And I stayed with you. And you had that weird painting in your living room. And your funny roommates. Housemates, I mean.
0: Yeah, you, you and Megan came to stay with me. That was the house on Western Terrace where I met Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, the house we became friends it's in. It's not a house fit for children. Why <laughs> were you... It was like toxic mould on the walls. <laughs>
1: why were you staying with the her at seven and six? No,
0: I was... Yeah, you spent the night you came for a sleepover. I wasn't over. seven
2: though. I was... Oh,
0: no, you would have been
1: older. You're probably nine. Nine or ten. Yeah. No,
0: I think
2: I was ten. Maybe Still you were
1: ten. children, right? Yeah. Yeah. When Rachel left, did you feel like, oh, now I'm the big sister?
2: Yes, I think it was a subconscious feeling that I had because I don't remember ever consciously saying to myself now I have to look after people but it's definitely a role that I took on and it's a hard role to shake, I think, to not feel responsible for your younger sisters.
0: Do you still feel like they... Well, I guess to start off, did you look to me to go like OK, is this how you're supposed to live your life?
2: Um, I've realised recently that I subconsciously did take note of a lot of things that you did like what and take it into my own life as in um, sort of not caring about what people think with regard to the clothes that you wear I always have been like that and I think I got that from you and then also just kind of having a quirky personality again from you although I'm a more boring version of you (laughs) I
0: think I don't know if that's true
2: um I think our parents might have expected to have the same relationship with me that they had with you. For example, for a number of years, I felt that you and mum had a much closer relationship than I did. Because it was just the two of you for a while and you were her first child. You still are her first child. <laughs> still am. <laughs> um, I felt that you were much closer with her and you have a greater bond and a greater friendship. And were you jealous? I was very jealous. And then also I felt that Dad was closer with Rosie because they have the same interests. They're just very similar
0: personalities, yeah. yeah. So did I teach you how to get away with things? Oh,
2: you did, yeah. You also taught me how to talk myself out of any bad situation. <laughs> like what? Which is great. Just getting in trouble in school, you know. It's not like I never did anything. I was just much sneakier about it.
0: This is what I always say, is that Katrina and I misbehaved
1: in lots of ways but we got away with it.
2: Yeah, you have to be smart about it. You have to be sneaky. It's true.
0: (laughs)
1: That's not a cool thing to be teaching a child.
0: I didn't say it was a cool thing. It was very useful.
1: I don't mean cool. I mean like that's not your responsibility as an older sister. The older sister needs to be like Katrina, your future is important. You need to study.
2: But also the personality that I have it was better to explain that you should um, make a big effort to form a good impression and then you can relax and do what you want.
1: Do you look to Rachel for advice or is there someone else in your life, like a friend or a close female of some description that you would go to before you'd go to Rachel?
2: When it comes to family issues and things regarding my sisters, I definitely would speak to Rachel first. But for general life issues, I'd usually talk to my mum or my best friend, I'd say. Yeah, so it kind of depends on the situation.
1: So listening to you and to Katrina talk, it reminded me that I actually do have someone who I have similar historical stories with and shared some similar stories of childhood with. And... I think is the closest thing I have or definitely had to a sister and she's called Edel. Now, as is everybody's want in this world, she abandoned me when she <laughs> met a man and has moved to Abu Dhabi so she's not with us in the studio but she is on the phone. Hello, Edel. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Did you? Do you remember the first thing that I ever said to you?
3: As I remember it, I'm outside in my backyard cleaning a birdcage for some <laughs> unknown reason and through a little gap in the fence you poke your head around and I'm thinking who is this person because the house is empty for a few weeks and you're watching me you're not saying anything which is also kind of (laughs) awkward so I'm ignoring you even though I know you're there and you're just staring at me from the gap and then suddenly you say are you a good girl and I just think oh lord who is this little weirdo? (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Seth, but that is honest. That's as I remember it. Yeah.
1: I was just sizing you up, being like, Am, am I going to put my eggs in this basket now? Because if you had said no, I probably would have just walked away. Like,
3: Yeah, but how judged did I feel? You know, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I can never possibly measure up to this four and a half year old.
1: Um, but did you. <laughs> was like, that expectation always there? Was that expectation always there?
3: What, did I, I measure
1: up? Yeah, where I needed you to be the good girl.
3: No, I I, I think I moved on from that, because I was still a kid as well at the time. I just thought it was an exceptionally weird uh, question to ask <laughs> to the point that I still remember it. I mean, I can still remember that moment. There's other bigger moments. I can't remember the details, but I can full-on remember the details of those moments. But, yeah, I mean, I, do, I have to admit, like, I was you know, it was very nice to you, but I do <laughs> always remember you, like... Yeah, wanting to hang out or wanting to come in and play and or just just to sit and watch TV together. I do always remember that, yeah.
1: And was it's... I annoying?
3: Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: normal, isn't it? Well, I don't know, because I used to tell people that you were my sister and that we were sisters, but you had sisters. So, like...
3: Yeah, but, I mean, I should say, like, the uh, sister that's nearest to me in age is 11 years older. Oh. So I didn't have exactly as a childhood, a sister relationship with them now yeah, but then no. So as for, and I also never had younger sisters. So as far as I know, you're as close to younger sister as I can imagine. You know. And was we it nice to be stages. able to play
0: that out? You know, because you had these older sisters, and and maybe they were being older sisters to you. Were you able to kind of pass on advice or or criticisms or whatever to Steph? <laughs> Torment. <laughs>
3: I did such horrible things to her. Oh, my God, I've been having flashbacks in the last while. Go on, what do you remember? I have one awful memory. I'm so sorry I'm going to share this, even though I don't come across well in this at all, right? (laughs) But I have one memory of babysitting you.
1: Is it the Dustbuster story?
3: It is. Oh,
4: no. (laughs) Go on. Can I say this? Yes. Okay, okay, There.
3: So uh, I definitely, if I never, if I wouldn't do what she wanted me to do, would always threaten to tell her mother or to call her mother, which I was terrified of. So I was like, OK, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. I'll do what I'll do with. So I used to get my own back in really mean ways. But like, <laughs> OK, I can claim an older sister, OK? So one uh, day, she wants to go upstairs to go to the bathroom. The, the toilet was upstairs. And uh, like myself, actually, when I was younger, I was always afraid to go up on her own. Because we was, watched so watch many it. horror
1: films, like we were No,
3: but I, I think you're, I mean, these are the days of Casper. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> these are the screen days even. Like, okay. You're younger than that, right? And this is my memory of it. So basically what I did with uh, Seth, which is what we used to do in our house, was when you had to go to the bathroom and nobody wants to go up with you, they would start counting loudly from downstairs. So like one, two, and the person would run up do their business and run back down you know like it was an ordeal basically so she ran up and I started counting and then I stopped counting and then I started slowly walking towards the stairs and then I can hear from upstairs Stephanie saying girl well, it's not funny you know and on my way I grabbed the dustbuster and I continued to quietly walk up the stairs <laughs> and I just Dive into the bathroom and at the same time turn on the dust buster.
1: <laughs> like, look, I was on the toilet. So, like, there was like.
3: I have a full visual memory, Stephanie. Oh my god. The fact that your mother didn't beat me after that day.
0: <laughs> but that to me says that you really are, you know, that that's exactly what sisters do to each other. They torment each other. And I'm sure Stephanie tormented you. She was probably a bit of a brat.
3: Well, she was she was younger. You see, that's the difference. So she couldn't really, like, she wasn't. She never tormented me. In fairness, but she, to my mind, was annoying, which isn't fair now. But I think a lot of sisters will say the same about younger mm-hmm.
0: sisters. You know. So you zero. were you were a little bit more of the risky one. <laughs> Maybe inadvertently. Yeah, inadvertently. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and did you feel a, did you feel ever Adele, a sense of pressure or or responsibility towards Steph that you had to kind of push her into situations or protect her from things kind of as a big sister?
3: Stephanie was pretty, um, well, okay, as a, I was only four and a half years older. So to my also young mind, Stephanie was quite independent
0: mm.
3: and quite tough. You know, she could hold her own. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the, the impression that I got. Obviously now, as an adult, I can realise, of course she wasn't, you know. But that was the the image. You never saw the inner panic or the inner freak out except I have to say birthday parties absolutely that girl lost it every year there was always something
1: well it's coming across as like what I'm realising as we share these stories is like listening to Rachel talk to her sister listening to other sisters talk that like it's not really about blood It's it's about no. those memories like that we had
0: It's so nice to hear those stories. And I think part of what sisters do is they kind of hold
1: the collective memories as well. Yeah, well, it's really nice that you have that. We don't often share about it. I guess that's what happens in families when like Christmas happens and people come together. But because we're not in a family, we don't have that coming together. But like we need to make space to hold space for like that relationship, you know?
0: Yeah, because it is really important to... I think have that as a reference point to your younger self.
1: Okay, so today we have Sadie and Ruby. We're going to catch up with some younger sisters to see what their experience of sisterhood is like. Welcome.
0: Hi. Hi. So, Sadie, how old are you? Um, I'm 13. Ruby, how old are you?
5: I'm 8, but next week on Friday I'm going to be 9. So you're basically 9. Yeah. And do
0: you like having a big sister? Yeah. <laughs> do you like having a little sister? Sometimes.
5: Sometimes Oh <laughs> well, sometimes having no sister, sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes it's fun. So sometimes sometimes like having an older sister like having a younger sister, they always like want to play with you. Mm. Like having an older sister sometimes they just want to do something by themselves. So
0: you're saying Sadie never plays with you?
5: No, she does. <laughs> i am never should be hurt by this. <laughs>
1: No, it's
0: totally
1: fine. It just will It'll be a scarring memory for the yeah.
0: rest of your days. it's fine. You'll just psychologically affect your younger sister yeah. for her entire life. <laughs> exactly. Is it annoying? Are you ever just like, oh god? Yeah, away. like
6: sometimes I have to study, and then there's the, the like whole family like in my room, and the dogs are like eating my paper, and so it's so annoying. So like, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. And
0: Ruby, did you ever have teachers say? Well, now when Sadie was in school, she never did this. Or did people ever compare you to your sister? No,
5: um, they never did that. They, just, they actually loved Sadie. Like, all this. They were like, oh, you, are you Sadie's younger sister? And I'll be like, yes. And they would be like, oh, my God.
0: So was it good to have a big sister to, like, pave the way? And then th- did they
1: think you were great because they thought Sadie was great?
5: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and if you, Sadie, had a twin sister oh god yeah <laughs> what kind of a sister do you think you'd be to someone who's exactly the same age as you
6: oh i don't know what i'd be like like i i have one of my friends are twins and like oh i just they kill each other so like i don't know if i could do that i don't know how to put it. but younger sisters are more like nagging i don't know how to say it you can say annoying yeah, <laughs> annoying as well and old sisters are more like just kind of like pushy and rude
1: <laughs> does she boss you around
0: your yeah older sister? she
6: thinks she can but like i don't know i try not to lie do you, you think know? she
1: thinks you're like <laughs> She sees you like you see Ruby.
6: No, I don't think so, because like, we have a smaller gap, so I just think she just thinks I'm mm-hmm. annoying.
0: <laughs> Do you ever steal her clothes or her makeup or anything?
6: Mm-hmm. Maybe.
0: <laughs> Maybe. And Ruby, have you ever taken anything from Sadie's room? or?
5: No. <laughs> You're She's wearing my hat some... like <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in your room. I just found it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear
0: well, it. Well, if you left it around, I yeah. not <laughs> yeah. What's the difference between, because... You and your best friend are really, really close. Yeah. So what's the difference between a best friend and a sister?
6: Oh, I don't know. Like, I sound like you like go out with them with like your other friends, but like sister, you don't at all because they just, they're, I don't know how to explain it. They're just completely different. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you I think don't... you
0: can be friends with your sister?
6: Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't have, uh, well, I don't have a sister. I do have a half sister. So a girl and I, we have the same dad, but I don't really know her. But um, she has been in touch with me and uh, she's saying like, I'm your sister, uh, but I don't really know her and I don't know if I want to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, what do you think it would be like if I, do you think I should meet her? Or what are the benefits of having a sister that I'm missing out on?
5: Well, having a sister, it's like, it's fun and it's really nice, like, to know that there's like somebody who's like you. Mm. Yeah,
1: and who understands you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for coming in, girls. Yeah, so like I have this half sister, but sure that means, it means nothing. It may as well be someone who comes up to me in a queue in Tesco and is like, I'm your sister. But I always wanted, and like I knew about her from when I was eight and she was four. Now I vaguely knew, but I didn't have any sort of proper concrete meeting with her because she was in Germany. Um, but even before that, I craved that sort of sisterhood, that someone who is is always going to be there, like a twin, like an Olsen twin or, you know, just someone who is, who you belong to and belong with. And somebody I who gets
0: you on that level, I think that, you know, especially with twins, you don't have to explain
1: things to them. You have a shorthand and they just understand. But also externally you don't have to introduce yourself like they just are your sister and people understand what that word means and that there is a that there is a sense of there's almost like a public possession yes where it's like it's they're a, marked as this is my sister like I considered becoming a nun because of that public like I have this tribe or showing a sister <laughs> I, I don't always not if
0: you can get inducted into the showigas hello there
7: ah it's Fran you're <laughs> <he's showing him. laughs> Because she's
1: ringing from South Africa.
7: Oh, my God. I'm here for your induction. Oh, my God. And they
1: have the alliteration and everything. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> um, how many of you are there? I'm the eldest of
7: four, but there's only two sisters. So I'm the eldest and Sheila's the youngest. And we have two brothers in the middle.
1: And what age is Sheila. Is she, is she over she's 30? She's in her late 30s. Okay. She's in her late 30s. So I can be yeah, the baby okay. showing a sister.
7: You can. You can be the new baby and she'll get moved off that seat. No problem.
1: I've <laughs> even got the hair colour like. She does.
7: Exactly. You totally fly. I in. don't
1: have too much of the Grail Gap, but I'd work on it just to be.
7: No bother. No bother. We'll give you an intensive course in Unspidil. You'll be fluent in no time.
0: What are the <laughs> rules of being a showga sister that Stephanie would have to adopt?
7: What are the rules?
0: Are are, are there? Is there a mantra? Do you have a Do you have a credence or a
7: code? There are. There are no mantras. There are no. Well, no. Actually, do you know what? Yes, there are. No judgment is is one of our big mantras because I think Sheila and I, having spent so long in broadcasting, and being women in the public eye, Sheila and I would be averse to judging other people, and um, so we kind of adopt that kind of approach ourselves. So it's very much a kind of an open kind of way of looking at people and listening to people and I guess that's part of what brought us into broadcasting as well so that's apart from that there is no you know Wonder Woman um, bangles or anything <laughs> like that that we cross over each other or high kicks or anything like that so no sorry to disappoint you Does the no judgement <laughs>
1: thing mean that like you're very close with each other about sharing your your worries oh, and absolutely. your issues?
7: Abs- absolutely we would talk to each other about everything and um, and you know that it's there's where it's going to stay. And you know mm-hmm. that you'll get honest feedback and you'll get a kick in the bum if you need it. And you'll get sympathy and empathy if that's what you need as well. And encouragement. And it's, it's real. It's fantastic. And you don't have to cover it up. And I think, you know, I suppose knowing somebody from the day they come into the world means that you know when they are being very, very true. So um, I, I, I was just listening to what you were saying beforehand. There is so many unspoken advantages to having a sister, particularly one that you are close to, not all sisters are close. We're and very, were you very always close? We well, I was five and a half when Sheila was born so the, the dynamic at that stage was I looked after her, she was the baby yeah. and I gave her her bottle and you know I really felt like I was responsible for her as a small child. Then when I came to being 10 and she was 5, then she really was my annoying younger sister. And then, you know, that, that five-year gap is a big one when you're going through those formative years. Mm-hmm. But once you hit middle 20s, 30s, it really levels out and life experiences and stuff happening to you. Once you're adult in particular, um, all of that sort of fades away.
1: Did you, like, do you think that... Do you Can think that
7: one thing? I don't think sisterhood is combined to actual blood biological dna sisters by the way i have a very very close circle of friends that i can count on one hand and they to me are like sisters as well and sheila's very very friendly with them too we've come to the point in our lives now where my friends are sheila's friends and sheila's friends are my friends you know it it is a very strong and a very natural bond that we have and i think once you get to a a stage in your life where you've had a few corners knocked off you might have had health concerns, the recession yeah. took lumps out of people, you're raising kids, career, you know, that sort of levels everybody. And I think, you know, if you're really lucky and you have a couple of close friends, they are, they function in the same way as sisters. So I wouldn't feel too bereft. If you have really good friends, it's pretty much the same thing.
0: But you have these really good friends that mm. you share with your sister, but they don't necessarily have the same uh, relationship with sharing the two of you I mean have, have you guys ever fought over things or n- not enjoyed that sharing did you ever feel like no that's I want the attention or I want the whatever it might no. be
7: No but both of us are the same way you know Sheila admires the top I literally go to take it off immediately and give it to her it's, it's, the, it's that kind of way I continuously we're continuously giving each other stuff and gifting each other stuff that's just the way we are um, so um, What was it like I, when,
1: when boyfriends got involved like we, was there any jealousy over anything ever? Because I'm pretty Absolutely jealous. Absolutely
7: not. Like. We didn't go for the same kind of guy, and we've ended up now with versions of the same kind of man. In mm. in some ways, I do see similarities, but the similarities are more with my dad and the type of man that he is and he was and how he raised us. So it's funny. We've had we've joked about this, the fact that we've ended up with you know men who are very active and physical and sort of in. Positions of, you know, helping people and looking after people. And that's something my dad did. My dad is a retired policeman. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think our sense of what a man should be was sort of honed by, you know, shared parentage. But we never fancied the same guy or anything like that. God perish the thought.
1: And if you really disapproved of someone that Sheila was going out with, would you say it? Like would you- Oh,
7: absolutely. And, and I did.
1: Oh <gasps> and did she listen? Uh
7: no. <laughs> oh. But she knew how I felt. And is that and not very you hard,
0: you know, when when you're watching somebody that you care about, a younger sister, make mistakes and wanting to be able to help them, but you have to just let them Live through it, I suppose. Yeah, I
7: don't consider team making a mistake. I think it's your journey, isn't it? Mm. It's your life. It's, it's what you do. And it's okay for me looking from the outside and having my opinion, but she's got to walk her path. So I think that, you know, yeah, you know, I, I said, look, I don't believe, I don't feel, I'm not, you know, I'm not on board with this. But you know what? That was okay. She took it on board, she listened, she went, well, I'm going to do it anyway. No and judgment. Then you have to wish her the best. No, no judgment.
1: And you didn't, like, abandon her because she didn't take your advice? Absolutely not. Absolutely
7: not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm so excited to be a showing
1: you sister. It's going to go really well for me, I can tell. Now I just have to get Sheila on board. I'm getting out my dictionary and I'm going to start brushing up on my Tishulginaduk uh, and I'll be half <laughs> this spittle. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Thanks so much for the surprise call, Gronya. Not
7: at all. Come Bye, on. sis. Bye. Bye. Cheers, sis. <laughs> Bye.
1: <laughs> Grania, actual showing. I like. Are you dead? I am. like, I But this is the thing. I'm like, I just had this amazing conversation where Groni Shoga agreed to be my sister. And I have nothing in writing. Like, but you have the
0: goodwill and you have the feeling and you have the the joy in knowing that. Probably now if you did come to her with a big sister type question, she'd be more than happy to answer. Because that's sisters don't have contracts and what she's trying to say is that being a Shoga is about the love and respect and the no judgement. Being a Shia is a state mind.
1: <laughs> How much are flights to South Africa? When is she home next? I don't know. Would Sheila be territorial? It doesn't sound like it. She sounds pretty open. I See, I don't know Sheila that well. I'd probably be territorial. <laughs> I'd be like, eh, I'm the sister now.
0: But you see, that's what you have to get around. You're not just a sister to one. Then you're a sister to everybody in the family.
1: Yeah, but uh, you see, this is the thing. I'm never going to be it's it's what she said about that, like, if you know someone from birth, you know, every little aspect of them. Mm. But I
0: also thought what, it was interesting what she was saying about sharing friends that, you know, when you're a sister, you kind of adopt or you don't adopt because you're born into it, but you're part of the whole fabric of somebody's life. You know, if you and I are just friends, then Sometimes there's people that you mention that I'm like, oh, who's this new person? Or there's people I mentioned that you're like, hang on, you're friends with them? And with my mother, every time I mention you, she's like, Stephanie, 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 which one is that? Is she the one with the car? Because she remembers when you used to pick me up and drive me around. And we'd go to the drive-thru in UCC. And I now she knows you as... From
1: my things.
0: No, well, now she knows you as, as Stephanie, the writer or Stephanie with the
1: TV show. That's still the things. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But my mom my mum knows how close you and I are and she would always ask about you and would accept, like, now she she wouldn't think of you as her daughter because she doesn't know you, but, hmm. like, would accept that that's one of my primary relationships and, like, you know, if Rachel's having an issue, that's, like, something Stephanie needs to go deal with, you know?
0: But that's still on a level where... There's an acceptance and an understanding that there is with sisters. So so maybe having a friendship that is that important and especially a friendship for as long as we've been friends where you have the years of evidence to
1: prove this is how well I know this person. Would you not be jealous if I went and became Groni sister?
0: No, I'd be delighted for you.
1: Because if you went and became Groni <laughs> sister, I would lose my reason. No,
0: if you did, because I would feel that you were getting something that you really craved and you were getting access to a sense of belonging that was really important to you. And I would be so delighted because then the security of having that connection would extend to our dynamic. And because you had... Ron I you wouldn't showed, be calling you so
1: much every day, is it?
0: <laughs> no, it's because if you were part of a, a big family or you had that, that strong sister bond that security would just, it would, it would trickle down through all the other aspects of your life. And I think. But I think that when you're help. an
1: only child, I'm not good at sharing. You see these big families, like she's saying, like, I have a circle of friends who are like sisters. They're so, uh, I guess what you're saying, secure in their own bond that they can take on these other people. because. But we take on other people
0: Not always with their knowing, but when we talk about people or we take on a subject, when we get obsessed with a certain podcast that we share together, it's okay if one or the other of us, you know, loses interest in that particular subject or that particular person because we know that our bond is secure. Yeah. There is something appealing to me about having a group of sisters, so nuns now would have hundreds of sisters sometimes and they're part of a global order. No. And I, I see s- the appeal of that.
1: No, I just want to be something to somebody. Like I want to be one, the first, the only, the something, you know, like I don't want to be a group of, you're part of that thing, you know? Yeah. On.
0: But I do think that there's something to being part of of an order. And so we're going to talk to a nun Sister Patricia Wall, she's a sister of the Presentation Order. And Sister Patricia, how long have you been a sister?
8: I've been a sister 63 years. I'm celebrating my Diamond Jubilee this year, so that's 60 years of profession. And then I would have had two, three-quarter years before that as postulant and veil.
0: Would you be still close with your family of Argent? Have you got any biological sisters?
8: I have one sister and I have three brothers still alive. Two of my brothers are dead so mm. we meet um we have a, a gathering as I call it every eight weeks and we go to the Ashling Hotel in Dublin and we meet every eight weeks and have lunch and conference, medical conferences my brother says sometimes <laughs> Medical
0: conference. <laughs>
8: afterwards in the lobby <laughs>
0: Isn't that wonderful?
8: I have one brother living in Clare he comes on the train and we meet up and I have a sister-in-law in Thurles, where we all grew up originally and mm. she comes with her sister, I have a first cousin in Planmel and he comes and then my two brothers and my sister are in Dublin and then another sister-in-law comes as well so
0: so there's a great big gang of you.
8: Yes, we were good friends, and I'm good friends with a lot of the sisters then as well. So,
0: have you ever had a, a stronger connection with one of the sisters and had a, a special friendship with any of them where you felt like, you know, this is a, a companionship that's that's very close, or is yes. it always a broader community?
8: No, I have one sister that I meet and we meet and we go on holidays together. Oh, wonderful. And she's saying to me, where are we going this year now? We went we went to Italy, to Florence, and we went to different overseas. But the last year when I went, I said, I'm not able anymore for this. <laughs> but this year she's on again. Where are we going? So we'll probably do someplace in Ireland for a few days. A little bit so easier. So I do have a friend I go on holidays with, yes.
0: And then I suppose what does the word sisterhood mean to you?
8: Sisterhood to me is the, the the support and the companionship and the same vision and the same... The, community, the community aspect is always very important because you get the supports in community. The, I'm in religious life since 1955, so that's where I have lived all my life, in communities. You always have some place you go in and meet the sisters and you'll always know a number of them there. They will ring up, they know I'm on my own and they'll invite me in for Christmas or for Easter or whatever. Of course, I have the best of both worlds. Yes, because
1: you get your <laughs> own space.
8: I live on my own and I can do what I like. Isn't that wonderful? That
1: you, make, you make the idea of sisterhood sound very appealing. I've always... Well,
8: all. it has been. Now I, it, we all go through bad patches. I of mean, course. I went, I went through a bad patch in New Zealand where I suffered from depression, and I was, I had to get help, and that's why I came back after six years. Normally, I would have stayed longer. But again, I got support from the community, and when I came home, I, I actually left for a while. I went out in exploration for about six months but then I was able to return. So the support of the community was always there and I was given the freedom if I wanted to go or stay. And when I came back then I was accepted back again. And so I know I'm sounding very positive and there are times I suppose in communities where some, when the big community where people don't get on and people don't like each other. But overall, I would be very positive about it and since Vatican II and we have become more humane and more normal and natural. Yes. It has helped an awful lot.
1: Thank yes. you so much, Sister Patricia. And and thank thank you. you. Thank you. My favorite part of the show when we get our resident psychologist, Alison Keating into situationships towers hello Alison hi how are you um, you've heard our interviews with actual sisters religious sisters I'm now a show again in case you haven't heard um, so what I want to ask is in your experience and expertise is a sister a blood thing
4: I suppose technically yes
1: not what I want to hear. Alison. I know, I know, I know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cushion the blow really nicely, and I'll come back to why it's technically yes, but I think sisterhoods that are non-blood related are kind of like the best friends with benefits, <laughs> okay, in a non-sexual, in a non-sexual way. way, yes. Because if you break down the characteristics of what makes a sibling, um, it's missing some of the core factors, and mm. it's nothing to do with biology.
1: It's like. Geography and shared parents. and stuff. Yeah,
4: and and at the core of it, it's a really intense relationship that has so many dynamics going into it. I mean, when we look at dyads. What's a dyad? So a dyad is basically a pair. Okay, So so you guys are a dyad.
1: So like when you see a family tree and there's like these two people yes. gave birth to this one person. Exactly. Two, yeah, okay.
4: But but in a family of four, there's 10 dyads because, because you have a relationship like with your mom. You also have a relationship with your dad. You have a relationship with your brother. You have a relationship with your sister. Then there's the different and relationships and within your that. you your have a relationship yes. with your dad. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it really, really interesting. And that's when you kind of stand back and go, well, oh, now I know why family dynamics are so complicated because everybody has a different relationship. And even the one myth people have about siblings is that you should be the same whereas most siblings are incredibly actually one of the main characteristics of being siblings is how different they are and i think everyone just gets that wrong you know and um, whether you should look the same or act the same or be the same but the truth is more than likely the personalities and even how people look can be vastly different but we have this idea that, that we it should sh- be the same that we should all look the same. so and is be the, the same. bottom
1: line if you don't have a sibling you're not going to have a sibling like you can't grow a sister?
4: No, I actually do think, and I, I I don't know so much about men, but I definitely know for women that you can have friends that you call sisters. I have friends that I call sisters and I have three sisters as well. But I, I, when I'm saying they're friends with benefits, they are lacking a lot of emotional baggage. That's good.
6: Okay. So in terms of,
4: thing. you know, like it's the intensity of, of a sibling relationship that actually it has this complete conflict where you can have Incredibly close feelings, but there can be huge conflict because there can yeah. there can be or could have been issues as children, and I always think it's really interesting to look at the, you know the, say the sibling dynamic that people had as children and then the relationship they have as adults. Yeah. Um, and and those intense kind of uninhibited like I said, you, you know you do crazy things to your siblings and to very close friends that you wouldn't do with other friendships because you know it wouldn't be allowed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and you just push those boundaries <laughs> all the time Um, but one thing that I think is missing sometimes in, in the characteristics of a sibling that you don't have in a friendship is you can have massive ambivalence in the quality of the relationship in a sibling yeah. relationship so one, you know, some siblings can be massively close and other people don't really care about them. They're somewhat indifferent about the relationship, whereas I don't think you feel that way about a friendship. because, no, because they're you just, just not your friends. Friend, yeah. Of, yeah. But
1: what is interesting there is like with my half-sister, let's say, we're not friends because we're not friends. We don't know each other. And all of those things that you're talking about that make a sister a sister, which is, you know, like parents' attention, these dyads, we don't have that either. Yeah. So it's like we're we're nothing but a phrase, which is... Not even really, you know, like...
4: But what what are the good qualities of it?
1: I don't know her. I don't... It it exists through the internet. Okay. I've never met her. We have a shared father who I don't know, who she knows more than I do, but I don't know him at all. So it's literally like if you came in here and sat down and was like, I'm your sister, I'd be like, all right, well, let's get to know you And <laughs> this title,
4: you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't even have another actual sister to put those relationship characteristics onto her. Totally. So I'm literally in the dark being like, "Hmm.
4: It's 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 one that actually is very common and I see a lot."
1: Well, yeah, my heritage DNA is making it a lot more common. <laughs> it's like, hey, I found you a sister." <laughs>
4: um and it is a tricky one because, you know, that that the, the intense formation didn't happen as children, which is just basically proximity, which often was just sharing the same bedroom you know, mm-hmm. and, and and having all those shared experiences and shared history. So I suppose I think that's the core of it, never mind the biological aspect. Like I don't, if we were talking about someone who was adopted to a family here, I, I would put it on the same, because it, uh, when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking of the dynamics of the family mm-hmm. and the experiences that they actually had. But when you actually haven't met that person or you've just talked at a distance, it, it is different.
1: And that's why I feel like if we were to develop a relationship now, we couldn't ever really be more than friends. So <clears throat> something you said there about how
0: come, you know, two siblings come from the same place, the same two people, the same yeah. home and be so different. We have that conversation a lot where we're we have a, where our birthdays are very close. We're the same star sign. Uh, we think a, the same way about lots of things. Mm-hmm. We find ourselves in agreement about lots of things, but we have some fundamental differences that it's always a bit disorienting when you know, in our friendship or our sistership with each other. How can we stay close and still think so differently? How can we remain sisters? Because I think there's an illusion that we have to be the same.
4: Yes, I think that's the one you have to quash. I think welcome in the differences. And I think what happens for people, and I suppose it, it ties in then with people want coherence. They want to have a sense. The world needs to make sense. There needs to be rules and it needs to go, this makes sense. And then the problem when people have different opinions it, it makes people feel very uncomfortable but I, I actually think it's, it's really nice because it actually makes you realize that you like the person even though they're different
0: even though they're different see it's okay to be different no, it's not. Alison <laughs> thank you so much you've given us as always so much to think about and for sisters I think it's safe to say that we can be sisters even though there's no blood between us
1: Yeah, well, I think Alison technically said that we couldn't, but I'm just going (laughs) to disregard what she said anyway. Thank you so much uh, for listening to the show. Tune in again for next week's Situationship.
0: This has been an Ojo production for RTE Radio 1. Thanks for listening.